0: Welcome to another episode of the Good Karma Life Podcast. I am Lorena Martí, Lorena Martinez, your host, and I can't wait to share more storytelling about how to bring the sacred into our life, how to bring science, spirituality, and create magic guided by the wisdom of our soul and our unique expression of the divine. So let's jump right in. hi everyone and welcome to the fifth episode of the good karma life podcast i am lorena martinez your host and i am so excited to continuing sharing with you the experiences that have shaped my life but especially what have the spiritual tools how have i used these spiritual tools to uh, live the human life because i believe that what is the use of spiritual tools if we cannot apply them and use them to live our best human life and also i'm here to share all the things that happen behind the curtains of healing and to realize that healing is not easy healing is a process of refining of alchemizing of shedding or dying to the things that we thought we were and reclaiming the power that we have lost by those old beliefs that are there either because of our bringing or society ideals or our peers or even inherit codes and patterns and dynamics. So I'm very excited for this episode because we are precisely going to talk about that, what happens when we inherit all these things, that when we bring these memories literally encoded in our DNA and our subconscious from early childhood, from womb memories, from being in the womb of our mother and for that matter in the womb of our grandmother. What happens with all that information that flows through our DNA, our biological DNA that can shape our life? that can literally take over our life even when we want to create a different one and we find ourselves blocked or we find ourselves repeating painful, toxic cycles in relationships and work in relationship with money, with food, with body image, with relationships. So I love this episode because it's all about ancestral healing and family constellations and how I have used them for my own healing, what they are, how you can do this for yourself, whether if you want support or if you want to do it yourself. I am all about empowering you with the knowledge and the tools so you can do this yourself if you want to. Remembering that you are the expert in your life, that you are the expert in your light and that the codes the wisdom and the light of God goddess that you're meant to bring to the earth is there in your temple within you are the temple you are the guru and you are the crystal and the ceremony is your life so let's live life like a ceremony and ceremony A lot of the times has a lot to do with healing and remembering and reclaiming so let's jump right in okay so what is ancestral healing what is family constellations so ancestral healing is the shamanic is kind of the shamanic war or the shamanic way of calling healing your ancestors healing the grief, the pain, the toxic patterns, healing the DNA, healing from inherited disease and mental disorders and addictions and toxic relationship dynamics. So when it comes to ancestral healing, we're talking about the shamanic, the energetic side of things. And what are family constellations? You might wonder, this is something that is quote-unquote trendy and a lot of people is talking about, they are the same thing. They have just been interpreted through different lenses. But the truth is that at the roots of family constellations, what it exists is the shamanic teachings. So family constellations, how it came into my life. So I always love to talk about how I came across the tool how i learn about the tool how i used it for me and then share more about the technicalities of what the tool is so and this is the burnable part right <laughs> and this is what i promise and here i am delivering so i grew up in a very dysfunctional home I grew up in a home where two alcoholic people emotional immature people were their parents so also both of my parents came from dysfunctional alcoholic homes and I'm sharing this with you not because I'm judging them believe me after years of healing I see, and I look at them with so much love and admiration and compassion. Because what they left was not easy either. What they got as children was even less of what I got. So they really gave me what they could. They had nothing else to give me. And they try a little bit better, that's for sure. So I grew up in a home with two alcoholic parents. Um, There was a difference between them. My dad was more like a non-functional alcoholic. Uh, He was someone that would not go to work, uh, have affairs, go gamble the money, go drink for days and not come back home, end up in jail, like that type of thing. My mom was a functional alcoholic, so she was someone that would drink a lot, get drunk a lot, lash out a lot at herself, my dad, me, but she would provide. She would wake up every day, go to work, find the means, find the way to keep us all in a home with food, provide for me, for me to have a good school, for me to... Have clothes and always food on the table and have a roof over our heads and again I'm so grateful that she did that she really strived to give me the best she could material wise and she failed to give me what I needed the most which was emotional support but what I realized through this journey of healing with my ancestors that she didn't even have the space to hold her own emotions because she was never told how to do this and most importantly her emotions were never held by her parents either so again when we look at the stories of our parents and there might be a lot of things that we might not like about them but when we look at their stories When we look at the way they grew up, then it kind of all makes sense and kind of brings that sense of compassion, like really that sense of compassion. I will never forget that um, one of the most powerful experiences I had was with a therapist where he induced me into a hypnotic state and being in this quantum hypnotic state, he asked me, to feel what it felt to be my dad and I will never forget and my voice wants to break what it felt to be my dad so much guilt, so much pain, so much shame and that's something that addicts like carry a lot like this is one of the hardest part of addiction is the guilt and the shame. Um, But yeah, I will never forget the how he felt to be my dad. Not only the guilt and the shame, but the pain. I could see him as a young little kid. So filled with innocence and at the same time, so already broken at the age of four his heart being so broken by again having an alcoholic non-present dad and um, a mother that was very cold um, I think my one of my uncles told me they would call her the general um, she was just very I guess very cold and she was the disciplinarian i mean she had to right so there was really not like warmth and so them and my dad they never really experienced much warmth from my grandma but again my grandma never really experienced much warmth from her own parents and if i could ask my great-grandparents i bet the answer would be pretty similar in the other hand, my mom also grew up in a home with an alcoholic, non-functional dad, absent dad. Um, and a mom that had to step forward and become the provider for seven children. My mom is one of seven. So there was really not time. Like, My mom doesn't judge my grandma. She's like, she didn't have time for me. For that matter, she didn't have time for anybody, not even herself. She had to provide for seven and take care of seven children. So no wonder, right? But at the tender age of six, my mom was sexually abused, which of course had a big impact on her life. And again, She didn't have the resources and my grandmother didn't have the resources to really understand and hold how she needed to be held and to hold her emotions and support her. So I guess eventually that emptiness and loneliness and all those moments where her emotions and her needs, emotional needs were not met, caught up with her and she also became an alcoholic, a functional, thanks to God, (laughs) she was able to provide for us. So I tell you all of this so you know where I come from and that I've done the journey myself and how these patterns really stick around and it's like broken people um like non-heal like broken not in the sense that they're not good meaning that their hearts go broken and that they didn't get the love, support and the compassion they needed when they needed. And a lot of us whether we know it or not whether we are not aware of it if we resonate with this subject a lot of our emotional needs were not met when we were children because if we go back the emotional needs of our parents were never met and so on and so forth there's some very lucky people in older generations that got to have wonderful uh very supportive parents and i also believe that we're changing that like i see the way we are raising children now there's so much talk about conscious upbringing respectful upbringing and so i have i have a lot of hope but there's a lot of healing to do for the generations uh my generation and the generations before me so we can really change not only the story of our lineages and the information within the codes of our biological DNA, our limbic system in our brains, our chakras and our bones and our quantum DNA. So how did I came across with ancestral healing and family constellations? So I remember that first experience I just told you about with my dad. And then sadly, I started to date, when I started to date, I started to realize that I was always kind of finding the same type of guy. (laughs) It's like different guys, but they were the same guy, which they were a reflection of the things that I needed to heal within my soul in regards to my masculine lineage in regards to the relationships between men and women within my lineage and the relationships within our divine feminine and masculine energy within. So with that being said or what I want to say with this is that my mom had to lean very heavily into her masculine as well as my both of my grandmas because the husbands were not functional Uh, providers providers of course of resources or protection so they had to became very masculine to be able to take that place they had to become the providers the protectors and the disciplinarians of their homes because there was not um, a father to fulfill that part of the divine masculine so like everything when we go to streams it's not healthy anymore so in the journey of having to become the masculine the only masculine and carry so much responsibility they forgot their feminine within uh, because there was no time and there was no consciousness about it so they forgot about taking care of themselves making time to slow down and go within and check with themselves check for their emotional needs find space for support and and that of course I uh, inherit those traits and believe me it's really good when you have a very active masculine to function in this very masculine society where it's all about go 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 do 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 um, work 24 7 and make a ton of money is really good, quote unquote. But when it comes to emotional health, spiritual balance, happy life, being so lean into one's masculine is not good, and it sooner or later ends up in deep burnout, sense of not having a purpose, not feeling fulfilled, and feeling completely emotional exhausted so when i started to realize that i was manifesting the same kind of type of guy in my relationships that they were either liars or again alcoholics or cheaters um they were completely and totally emotionally unavailable that was like the main undeniable trait narcissist I realized that I was repeating a pattern and that I needed to get to the root of it if I really wanted to manifest a different life a different partner a different family and a different father of my children and if I wanted to really create a change for the generations to come not only in my lineage but kind of helped put that little grain of salt to create change in the world. So I started to work a lot with my psychologist, which was a shaman psychologist. I was so lucky to find that and to work also with shamanic practices, different plant medicine, angel therapy. Like I went deep into it, sweat lodges, Temascal, cacao, all of it, I was so determined that I needed to heal my ancestral line because it was so clear to me that we were repeating the same. And I didn't want that for me. And I didn't want that for my descendants either. So I started to practice all of these things that I have listed before, but then I came across family constellations and family constellations really turned my life around so this story is fascinating I was living in a pretty serious relationship at the time Uh, we were living in the same house we had been together for about almost four years and he was actually pretty (laughs) perfect to anyone's standard and probably for my lineage standard he was the best but there was something there was like complete emotional like an emotional block like emotional wall like i feel like we couldn't really connect to the heart, to the depths of our soul. And I knew this also had to do with his upbringing and with his own childhood experiences and what he saw growing up between his mom and his dad. And uh, it was so clear to me. But then I was like, okay, again, I <laughs> did a better job choosing than all the women in my lineage apparently but still there is not this emotional connection this deep connection and I understand that you know men and women we are different we see intimacy in a very different way and connection is very different depending not only on your gender but also on your expectations on your upbringing and in the energies within you that are prevalent right so it was really hard for me to realize that I was almost like back to square one where I felt I couldn't live in this relationship forever that this was not the relationship for me and so funny enough his mom was the sweetest woman in the world <laughs> i score with the in-laws in that relationship they were truly so supportive so loving um funny enough they, they had like no bias like they, they were just willing to help us together independently and and they were just so loving anyway his mom um encouraged us to get like these tarot ancestral reading and uh, we went separately. And so the lady pulled cars and some of the cars represented different things, but there was a car in particular that would represent our relationship. Uh, So he pulled the car, he had his session, um, and then I went for my session and I pulled all the cars, including the one specifically representing our relationship and we got the exact same card uh then even his mother went and she asked about our relationship to the tarot and she got the same card this was like okay (laughs) this is a very clear message um so there was a lot of ancestral work to do on his part which um he didn't really sign up for and you know what i i don't judge that he he was just not there yet but when she mentioned ancestral work and she introduced to me family constellations i was like you know what sign me up i'm ready i am ready to break the generational trauma the generational dynamics i'm I don't want to carry the luggage. I don't want to carry the stories. I do want to acknowledge them, but I I want to instead create a new legacy for my bloodline and for the women in my bloodline and for relationships within my bloodline between um, partners. So I started working with her and she introduced to me family constellations. Um, 11 months forward from that I met uh, Ryan who today is my husband and who is pretty close to what I would call um, you know my dream relationship of course is not perfect of course we still carry luggage from our childhood and from his childhood of course we still have things to work through and with but Um, we are pretty happy. Just to finish with the story, um, there was a little bit of, you know, rose (laughs) coats, Mother Mary, um, the lineage of the rose, and why magic and the manifestation of what it is right now, my beautiful family that I I dreamt of since I was a little girl. Um, After I started that therapy, i was doing a family constellation exercise every day sometimes two times a day Uh, specifically a meditation a visualization that i would do uh, tailor-made for me and at that time my mom and i went to france specifically to the south of france and I didn't know the coats that I was going to collect there and that would be something for another episode. Uh, So stay tuned for lineage of the rose, the rose coats. But I went to the south of France and every church I walked in, I would light a candle under Mother Mary's feet asking for that family for the manifestation of that dream of belonging to a family and being able to create a different story for my lineage and and for my descendants. Uh, So that's the story right there. That's what brought me to work with the records that (laughs) uh, initiated. That's what catalyzed, that was the catalyst for me to connect with the family constellations and so now as you probably hear wondering like okay but what are these family constellations uh, what is this tool uh, how is that it works so this is really beautiful I again I think I said this in the first episode I believe that magic it's the unity of art science, spirituality, and the human body. And I believe that maybe in Atlantean times or at some point in our human history, those were divided and that's when we lost the magic. But I believe that when you can bring, again, science, spirituality, art as an expression of your unique soul, that's when you can create those quantum jumps that again to me are magic so what I love about family constellations is that I don't know if I talked about this before but my background is um, in clinical psychology so I work really hard and I still work really hard in my spiritual growth and healing my inner child trauma my ancestral trauma but i'm also i'm a virgos i also love to understand the all the um, science behind the brain and the science behind change and um neuropsychology like i really love to understanding also all the systems and all the processes of the brain because the brain was made this by this blueprint for a reason right so it's how those two come together how can we can bring those two concepts not only spirituality and science but to create magic but how do we bring spirituality and the emotional body and the emotional experiences into reshaping our neuropaths and into teaching our brain that we can change what has been into teaching our DNA that what happened can be changed and that we can create a new way of looking at life where we can be more optimistic and we can be more love and happiness and pleasure oriented. So going back to Family Constellations, so Family Constellations is a therapy, it was created or discover, he would say he didn't like when people would say that he created family constellations. Uh, Bert Hellinger specifically would say that family constellations found him, that the great mother put the family constellations in his path for him to share this healing medicine with the world. So Bert Hellinger was initially a uh, missionary he was born in Germany but he was a missionary and he spent some time working as a missionary in Africa and having very close contact with different tribes in Africa and in that contact through his missionary work he was able to witness the rituals and and the way of living of these tribes and one of the way of living or one of the rituals that stand up to him was the way that they would heal with their families, the way that they would heal with their ancestors, the rituals and the ceremonies that will be made to heal with the ancestors and to invite the ancestors into their life. So when he came back to Germany, he was forever changed. And as he witnessed these powerful rituals and ceremonies, he started to then go and he wanted to be a therapist. Uh, he also had some close work with a psychiatrist. And in this close work with her what they realized is that certain family dynamics, certain family systems, and how the systems were organized, meaning the rules, the way of communication, the, the power dynamics within every family would determine the specific mental quote unquote disorder. So they started to realize like certain dynamics and rules within a system within a family system will create certain mental disorders and then he took it a step forward and he started to work very close with the techniques and within the branch of the humanism of psychology and humanism is a beautiful branch is probably my most favorite because it invites the body and it invites the spirit uh, into therapy, and specifically, he started working with psychodrama. So, psychodrama is a widely used technique. Uh, is widely used in any psychologist's office nowadays. Nowadays, specifically, those that work with more experiential orientations, and is this technique or these um, theoretical base that invites the whole experience, not only of the mind, but also of the body into the session. So if you, for example, work with someone that works in the humanistic branch, um, better called the gestalt or experiential therapy, you'll find that you have therapies where you're invited to punch a pillow or you're invited to talk to an empty chair um, or you're invited to, mimic the roles and the behaviors of someone within your family right so he started doing psychodrama and psychodrama again is this technique where people get together in a circle and someone is invited to work with their you know with their blockage with their problem with their trauma with their unresolved um, issues so going back a little bit more into like the origins and the um, main concepts of family constellations. So the first time that term family constellations was used was actually used by psychologist Alfred Adler and his term this term was used to refer to like that the bonds and the sense of belonging that exists within the family tree. However, farther down was Bert Hellinger who really worked on expanding this concept and Family Constellations therapy. So like I was saying, Bert Hellinger had experiences with the tribes and Africa and then he spent some time with the psychiatrist the name is escaping me right now but then he started to do all of these therapies like mainly psychodrama and something started happen within the therapies of psychodrama so let's say for example someone was coming to constellate or to work on their issues with their mother or their father or their siblings right so someone from the circle will be called to represent this other member of the family right let's say the mother someone that came to the circle mostly probably unknown people called to these circles are always unknown they don't know each other and then this person would come forward into the circle and help the person perhaps express feelings, uh, suppress feelings. Uh, Sometimes this therapy is also done like nowadays because maybe that member of the family has either passed, is no longer on this realm of the matter or because that member of the family is not willing to do the work with you or sometimes it could be something as simple as like we don't want to hurt their feelings or we don't think they're there yet uh, to be able to handle this conversation so going back to the example someone will come forward to represent your mother or your dad and then you would have the opportunity to express anything and everything you've been wanting to express, right? So that would go on. He would direct um, the person coming to constellate their problem. But then what started happening is that the people coming forward to represent other members of the family would start feeling things and would start um, getting like... Inklings, informations, feelings in the body or would report to feel all of a sudden I feel these deep, deep sadness or I feel really angry or all of a sudden I just feel like I want to run away and just leave this room or like I can't look at this person, like I can't look them in the eye or I feel shame. So people coming uh, forward in the circle to help represent other members of the family would start reporting feeling things that had nothing to do with them. And so um, that's where Hellinger started getting um, together kind of this therapy and that is called what was happening there. That phenomenon of others tapping into the feelings of the members they were representing will be called they were getting in contact they were being able to be kind of like a channel of the morphic feel of that family so you can imagine that morphic feel uh, I like to imagine it like a bubble so you have your own energetic bubble your own Akasha bubble your own quantum DNA bubble that projects um, your inner world into the reality but as you come together with others let's say people that is really close to you like your partner your uh, even your pets your siblings your kids uh, even co-workers or partners in business as you start coming together with them you start creating like your own bubble of information where the information from both gets shared into each other's bubble or akasha and then it creates like this bigger bubble that contains you both or in this case, the whole family lineage. So these morphic fields would hold the information, would hold that akasha, that quantum information of all the things that that person has felt uh, that person has um, thought, experience, and then as people come forward in this circle to heal, the morphic feel of that lineage will become available. The ancestors energetically will come forward to help um, understand why the blockage is there, to help understand what are the unresolved emotions, the unresolved traumas. And this is where one of the main concepts of family constellations comes and is this understanding that what happened to our ancestors, what they experienced, what they felt like their main feelings throughout their life, their main, thoughts about themselves and the world, their intentions, like their demeanor and the way they will behave will be engraved into their DNA and thus will be passed down through generations and passing down in these concept or this realization that we pass down everything that happens to us, it happens for the very smart and beautiful purpose of surviving. So let's just think about people that have been in war. Like a lot of us have ancestors that have experienced violence and war. And so imagine what their brain told them, like that they had to be in fight or flight, that they had to be fearing the world, that the world wasn't a safe place. Uh, Others were not safe to trust. And imagine so this information gets into the brain and it gets so engraved with time that it gets written in our DNA and it gets written with the purpose that the new generations know how to survive. But what the DNA, uh, our biological DNA doesn't understand yet because we get into this new place of consciousness of Earth where that's going to shift, that is shifting. Our kids now don't carry that Um is that the DNA is doing it to survive okay I'm gonna write this information I'm gonna write these things to look up for so the next generations can survive so again that's one of the main concepts that all the trauma the pain all those experiences that really mark our ancestors life are written in our DNA in our blood in our bones and our cells and I want to make a big parenthesis here to say most therapists, most people work through the constellations to break the patterns, to break the toxic uh, dynamics, to go back and trace where the blockages with money, with love, with health are coming from with relationship with others where are these blockages coming from but what I like to remind everyone and uh, I like to remind you is that we also can tap into these healing sessions and use the family constellations to reclaim the good because just as the survival instincts and things that we had to do and our sisters had to do again to survive are written in our dna the things that they were really good at are also written there so the artists the botanists the the cooks the um musicians the ones that were really good at handling finances the really smart ones the poets all of these things are also written in our dna and i think it's really rare nowadays that Uh, we are reminded that when we come into healing containers, that when we come into healing space with our lineage and with our ancestors, it's also a space to heal so we can make the space to reclaim the good because there's a lot of good gifts and blessings within our lineages as well. And then again, the other really main concept of family constellation is the more, hill or the morphic field or the quantum field which is the field that holds all of this information all the story of the soul of our lineage is held and this morphogenetic field this bigger one that holds us all as a lineage is held there so working with the morphogenic field I like to say you are using it two ways, you are creating a highway to collect information so through a family constellation therapy, you are collecting information from the field, you are finding where the trauma was, where the difficult relationships were, where the blockages are. But you are also able to send information back and reprogram that more morpho- genetic field for you, for your descendants and the descendants of um, others in your lineage. If you don't, you know, if you're not someone that wants to have kids, you are impacting, if you have cousins or siblings, you are impacting their descendants. And of course, you are impacting the lineage of humankind. So I like to think about the healing circle and family constellations as a two, um, two-way highway where we collect information to heal and we give back information to enlighten and to uplift the story of our lineage. Um, and then within family constellations, there is three orders of love. And that's how Berhellinger called them. So the orders of love come from his understanding that within the lineages, there has to be certain orders. And he called them orders of love. To For the lineage and the life force and abundance and health and everything that is good and beautiful that comes from source can flow through the lineage. So kind of imagine all of your ancestors being... Um, pieces that connect cables that are bringing life force from source and these cables and these wires or these highways of communications get um, tangled or they get cut or they get um, what could be another nutted through the experiences of our ancestors and through the denial a lot of the times he has to be with denial of what they went through or not acknowledging Uh, that they were as humans as we are and they did the best they can so with judgment and with the toxic dynamics and the trauma and the pain these cables that are bringing this life force from source pure and magnificent and limitless there is almost like this energy loses forces as it comes down through the ancestors and faces highways that are again knotted or cutted or um, tangled, right? Just imagine the cable that connects your iPhone to the wall if it's all like knotted and cutted and um, it's not properly functioning. It might take your phone longer to charge or it might not charge at all. So these orders of love are the, the first one is the order of belonging. So everyone belongs, everyone belongs. And this is a really hard one because uh, through the ancestral lines, especially in past generations, we're gonna find a lot of people that were excluded for their choices, were excluded for uh, their religion or who they chose to love or if they decided to marry someone from another country or if they decided to have a different profession than the profession that was the one they were meant to follow within their lineage uh, people that had mental disorders were often sent away and not talked about and or women that would get pregnant out of marriage sometimes they would also get sent away and not be talked about anymore or kids that were given away for the same reason um, they just disappear it's almost like they disappear from the lineage because they get not talked about they're excluded and that energy will come forward into the future to reclaim its belonging Uh, and so that's the first and most important rule uh, or order of love not rule and then the other one is respecting the the order kind of like who come who came first is supposed to be first so parents are parents children are children and i don't know for you but this happened to me in my dysfunctional family i end up unconsciously again taking the place of my parents uh, kind of like to parent my parents and that happens a lot in houses where are dysfunctional parents where there are parents that are not emotional and mature uh, where their parents are, are addicts or have different travels kids often have to take care of themselves and a lot of the times we end up emotionally taking care of our parents or holding emotional space for our parents a lot of the times we end up or people end up um, supporting their parents so financially and emotionally so that's not the order that's not the order of love kids are meant to receive all the support from their parents and if we think about all the generations before us, that was not the case. Some people had that, Um, some people were very lucky, but a lot of us don't have that. And so what we do in a constellation is acknowledge that even if our parents were not perfect, even if they you know they had their flaws and they were childish and they never had the opportunity to grow emotionally they are the parents and you are the the child and and that way is like that entanglement that uh, cable that got like completely knotted from this confusion who is first gets again organized gets untangled and then the energy can finally flow from your parents to you from your grandparents to your parents and to you um and another uh, order of love is kind of like this law of giving and receiving in balance so again it could be so many different ways but in in this case uh, with the parents if you are a child and you are constantly giving to your parents and you are not receiving or because you were a child in a home where receiving nourishment and receiving support was not like the normal thing then you're gonna grow and for you it's gonna be really difficult to receive you're not gonna um be open to receive like this happens to me when someone gives me a gift i'm getting better at it i feel awkward um i'm learning right like it's okay to receive and it's okay to take in this case it's okay to receive and take from the ones that came before you in this case your parents your grandparents the ones that are older the ones that came to earth first but then in the world that reflects and uh, am i a uh, overgiver? overgiver? am i all the time working giving 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 and i never create space for me to receive from myself, care from myself, rest from myself, and am I not um, acknowledging and expressing my needs to those around me? Whether it's a partner, whether it's a family member, or whether it's our boss, right? Like express our expectations and feeling worthy of receiving. And I mean, this goes in much more depth, but this is already a very long uh, podcast, so. I just wanted to give you a little a little bit of what this is and lastly there's um, this is not specifically an order of love but this is something that is very powerful with the, the family constellations and that is the hidden loyalties so we have we create a bunch of loyalties with our ancestors, and these are unconscious. Again, this is not like, oh, I'm gonna be loyal to you, thus, I'm gonna repeat your same story. This just is kind of like a DNA process, a DNA like um, momentum that pushes you into repeating the story because it's, ah. Oh, This is how I honor my ancestors, I repeat the same story. So if there was accidents, I repeat the accident. If there was bankruptcy, I repeat the bankruptcy. If there was sickness, then I repeat the sickness, right? So these hidden loyalties are very common and often the ones that are causing the blockages or causing us to experience not very comfortable things. So if you have any questions about this, find me on Instagram and at Lore Marti and send me the questions and I would love to expand on this subject if you want. But for now, I'm going to leave it here. Family constellations are really powerful, are by far one of my most beautiful, powerful healing tools. Uh, I would say Akashic Records and Family Constellations kind of are my signature practices that I do for others and for myself and that I've done for my life and I've seen their results like miracles when I work with them. Um, Last but not least next episode is going to be a Family Constellation meditation for you to use, for you to work with. But if you want to go deeper, um, go on the webpage, www.thegoodkarmalife.com. There are sessions. There are also meditations for sale. Also, you can go to the app inside Timer. There are some free resources there as well. Um, again i'm so grateful for you to sticking up here for 53 minutes and again if this subject if this podcast is enlightening your life your days bringing healing is bringing an aha moment is making you smile making you be seen and acknowledged in your journey then please uh, review with some beautiful five stars share subscribe for more uh, upcoming episodes and again thank you dear soul i wish you a week of good karma and light and love and see you in the next one